Welcome to another episode. I'm Sabrina Lynn, and this is Rewilding. We've got eclipse coming up on Saturday, October 14th, um, the day after Friday the 13th. I kind of like that. Uh, it's also the week of Rewilding's birthday and the week of the free challenge. Have you signed up yet? It's like six hours of Rewilding workshops for free. <laughs> um, I love doing these challenges. They're hard. Here's maybe the sneaky little inside scoop. They take everything energetically. It's the hardest thing I do. And I'm not kidding. Running an 18-month priestess training program seems to take less energy than (laughs) these um, big free challenges that we do. But I wouldn't change it for the world. I would not change it for the world. I They fill me in ways that I can't describe. Uh, I've been having dreams about this challenge <laughs> straight for the last three nights. It's all that I dream about. It's all that I meditate on. It's all that I'm plugged into. It's all that I'm feeling at the moment. And for us to be doing this in this astrology is so crazy beautiful to me. Like It makes me want to cry just... Speaking about it, Pluto goes direct on the 10th. The challenge starts on the 10th. That's all about transformation, right? Pluto going direct. It's about our power. It's about empowerment. The fact that this is rewilding, it's about feminine empowerment, right? Like reclamation, remembering the empowerment of everyone's feminine aspect. So like not to be denied, um, Love not to be denied, compassion not to be denied, witchy gifts not to be denied, our fucking emotional nature and the gifts and the wisdom in our emotional nature not to be denied. Oh, (laughs) Um, it just hits me in the belly in really deep, big ways. Um, If you haven't, again, totally no pressure to do this Um, but it would be beautiful to share it with you and if you're like oh that feels like a lot right now just come and do workshop one you know you don't have to do all five six hours come and do workshop one or at least sign up and then you have access to it and you can do something on the eclipse if you feel to all right Maybe a little something extra here as well, just about the astrology that I can share with you is a reminder. I've talked about this in past episodes, but Eris on the North Node and Mars on the South Node. We know Eris, chaos and discord to get us to truth. You know, like loves the truth and like highest unfolding so much that she's willing to create chaos and discord in our lives, in our conversations, in the physical. Like she's willing to do it. The courage it takes. You know, if you were like an heiress woman, the courage that it would take to stand against the grain, the courage that it would take to stand amidst chaos and discord, because you are so focused on the truth and the highest unfolding. That's what's on the North Node. Like that's the energy that's on the North Node. 
I love that. I love that. And Mars being in Scorpio, I talk about this in the episode, but him being on the south node, that's discernment. Like, here's what serves to look at in south node territory. Here's what is ready to be let go of. Here's the wisdom ready to be reclaimed and brought into this life. I love it. I just love it. All right. Um, That's enough of me. rambling on in the intros as usual. Uh, So grateful to be here with you all. So grateful to be celebrating Rewilding's eighth birthday with you all. I know some of you have been around since the start. Some of you have listened to all, what is this, 206 episodes. I think there's like 250. We've got a bunch hidden now, or they were just bonuses that never were officially podcasts, but uh, just maybe you're brand new and celebrating with you. it doesn't matter. It's just, I'm really grateful. Um, it's a co-creation and I won't go into any of that, but I'll just say that, you know, from the depths of my being, I'm starting to really see more and more and more and more and more, um, how much of a co-creation it is, how much of a collaboration it is, um, how much the weaving of the threads between the rewilding team, between the rewilding community, between you, between me, Um, how much bigger and deeper and how much more of a ripple effect um, it has. And I just am, I don't know, I'm, I'm on my knees, very humbled by that. All right, enjoy the episode. So much love to you. New moon eclipse on October 14th, 2023. You're ready for the big one. It's karmic, it's fated, it's new beginnings, it's new chapters, but it's on a very deep destined level. Um, the overarching theme for this particular new moon is, I want to say, rocket launching you down your destined path, right? Down your soul path into your soul purposes, into your soul callings, into some of the unseen and unknown gifts, some of the hidden gifts that you have, the hidden wisdom, the hidden knowledge that you have. Uh, It's also a lot about relationships. Yeah, relationship to self, relationship to your destiny, relationship to your highest self. Like what is your relationship to true self? Really, like your truest, fullest, wildest, most liberated, most on purpose, most fulfilled self. What's your relationship? This is going to be a very in-your-face eclipse. It's a very truth-telling eclipse, like a truth-bombing eclipse. Uh, It's got Pluto squaring it, right? Pluto. Power. We want to also think about um, power dynamics, stepping into our power, coming into our power, owning our power, um, recalibrating relationship power dynamics, relationships going back to this me versus we self versus other this is the first eclipse i know i'm talking really really fast i'm kind of just giving you a little bit of a feel and a little bit of a flavor and sort of creating this cauldron of energy that we're going to step into for the next i don't know 45 minutes hour that we dive into this so i will slow it down i promise you this is more of like an energetic flavoring of things so bear with me Uh, i promise i will slow it down so that the mind can actually catch into things but 
right now it's hopefully activating a deeper part of self um so just sit tight for a second and let it happen right like let your heart open let your belly open who cares if you don't catch everything that's coming in you can pause you can come back later you can repeat it you can take notes you can do whatever you want to do um but i'm gonna invite you to just like let the magic weave right there's a lot of unseen magic that's uh, weaving into this episode and so see if you can kind of open up to those realms like the unseen the mystical the <laughs> the shakti of this conversation right like let it let it shake you up to wake you up that's an eclipse right it's like a shake up for a wake up uh, eclipses are very much about awakenings, waking up, waking up to higher self, waking up to truer truths. It can be very mundane, right? It doesn't have to be all spiritual and esoteric. It could be waking up to something that has been there for a long time, but you're first just now seeing it. Like you just like eyes wide open. So that's eclipse season two is eyes wide open. Um, there's another word, seeing things in a different light. So you can see things in a different light, see it from a different angle, see it from a different perspective. It's always about truer truth or more truth. So if we can be open to just truth, it's literally like inviting your greatest truth bombing friend who has your highest good in mind into your house for four weeks, six weeks, really. But I mean, really, like if you want to you want to hold like just say the weekend because this eclipse peaks, this particular new moon eclipse peaks on Saturday the 14th. So you just kind of imagine they come Friday, they hang out Saturday and Sunday. And this is like the person who sees your soul, like they see you. They see you in a way that sometimes you can't even see yourself and they will just let you have it, right? Even if it burns a little bit, like it hurts your feelings a little bit, it's because they care about your greatest potentials, your highest unfoldings. That's what this eclipse is, right? It's like your truth bomb and bestie in the house for the weekend. Just boof, 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 right? Lightning bolts of, of revelations, lightning bolts of insights, lightning bolts uh, of aha moments for your life, for your life, for your life in its highest path forward. If you're curious about what area of life is most being affected for you, you want to look at your birth chart for 21 degrees of Libra. That's where this eclipse falls, 21 degrees of Libra. So you look at your birth chart. If you don't have your birth chart or you don't know how to do this, we have a free masterclass. It's down below. Go click the link, sign up. It'll show you exactly how to run your birth chart for free. All of it's free, right? Like everyone should have insights, these insights for themselves for free. So you, you look at where um, 21 degrees of Libra is, what house it's in. That will tell you the area of your life that this particular eclipse is really asking for an upgrade. So eclipses, you want to think upgrade, you want to think up leveling, you want to think change, transformation. This particular eclipse may feel more like a death for a rebirth than just okay, change and transformation. It's intensified because of Pluto going direct on the 10th, just a few days before, and squaring this eclipse. So Pluto is a massive player in this particular eclipse. Also, Uranus is a player in this eclipse. So Uranus, eclipses are kind of similar in a way to Uranus energy. Uranus energy is radical, revolutionary, it's awakening. 
It's change, it's transformation, it's shake up to wake up energy, right? So it's similar to eclipse. It's not quite as dedicated to your soul path as eclipses are, right? Like eclipses to me, they have like a higher vibratory energy where it's like your highest, truest, most soulful path forward. That's what we're illuminating. But to have that going on, sorry, that was actually my leg on my chair. I know someone, this is going to be ridiculous. Someone at some point, they're like, hey, Sprint, did you fart during the video? <laughs> If I ever fart during a video, I will totally tell y'all. I promise you. Um, but sometimes my leg just moves against my chair and squeaks. And you're like, sure, sure, Sabrina. That's what they all say. Um, all right. Sorry for the little side note. Sometimes we need a little humor. Um, humor is going to be really good. This is a south node eclipse. It can get crunchy. This can get crunchy. Crunchy as in uh, heavy as in dense south node contains a lot of our karma, right? Karma, it's like the old, heavy, dense stuff. And so it can feel a little bit like that. Um, let me feel for a moment. Something to lean into. Let me see if that, if this really serves. Um, yeah, um, Mars is on the south node. So this being a south node eclipse, Mars is on the south node. Mars is a really good archetypal energy to lean into around this eclipse. He's in Scorpio, just moved into Scorpio on the 12th. I think it was the 12th, 12th? Yeah, it was the 12th. So just two days before this, he's in Scorpio. That's his home sign. Scorpio, very directional, can go deeper, very focused. So if you're a person who's going through this eclipse and you're like, I got to get stuff done. Like I have deadlines. I have played, like I've got to get stuff done. I have responsibilities, right? Or even if it's, I've got to get stuff done for my inner journey, my inner evolutionary journey. What do I lean into? Mars is a beautiful archetypal energy to lean into through this eclipse. Leaning into him and asking this part of self, right? It's like the masculine warrior. That's Mars. He brings passion. He brings fire. He brings can-do attitude, right? And it's, and it's also um, brings discernment. So when in Scorpio can bring really great discernment, like, no, 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 none of those things, none of those things. That's the waste of time to this one, right? Like you think of the Scorpio and like the stinger tail, like, I don't, I don't really miss, right? It's like, I'll be so patient and then I will strike when it's ready, right? This is beautiful energy and I love this. Um, you can kind of feel into that throughout all of eclipse season. The next eclipse is on the 28th of October. We'll talk more about that in a video closer to then. But right now we're gonna stay focused on this new moon south node eclipse. So if you're being pulled, let's go back to this South Node territory, karmic, heavy. Um, a lot of times it's stuff to release or to let go of. This is also an eclipse that's opposing Chiron, <laughs> wounded healer. So it's not just bringing up like the karmic backpack and past life stuff. It's also bringing up Chiron, which is... I like to say it super simplistically, our deepest wounds. <laughs> In our deepest wounds reside our greatest gifts or our greatest wisdom resides in our deepest wounds. 
um, Chiron, the archetypal energy of Chiron, it's very shamanic. It's very earthy, right? It's very like earth wisdom based. And it's also like high knowledge and an enormous amount of knowledge comes with Chiron, just like wizened elder. But the reason he's a wizened elder is because he worked for his whole life to try and heal a wound that he couldn't heal. Chiron also brings about this acceptance, right? That the healing of the deepest wound actually comes from the acceptance of it versus the trying to heal it. So this could get a little bit funky and a little bit tricky. This is where Mars can come into play really, really well. Just lean into that part of self that is like discernment knows. It's like wise discernment. I know where to expend my energy and I know what I'm aiming toward. Some of the things that are going to come up for us during this particular eclipse will be things that we can let go of. Old thought patterns, old absorbed family conditioning, old, you know, um, past life stories, fears, things like that. Some of the things will come up and they will be things that we're ready to transmute. We're ready to transcend. We're ready to let go. Of. We're ready to really heal and step past some of the things that will come up. The greatest thing that we can do for them, the way that we transmute them and step past them is not letting them go or dropping them. It's accepting them. It's, it's accepting them. For example, this is a random one about myself, but hopefully it gives you something to feel into. I just went through this. I had Jupiter on top of Chiron, right? In my own chart, transiting Jupiter is on top of my Chiron. Still there. And what came up for me in this Chiron uh, moment is I'm, I am so sensitive. I'm so sensitive to my environment. I'm so sensitive to other people. I'm so fucking sensitive. I mean... I've talked about this a billion times in other videos um, and I am so fucking embodied. Like I don't get like a mental thought around what it is that I'm being empathic about or I'm being sensitive to or I'm feeling into. I feel it in my body. I feel it in my body and then I can kind of translate or I can work with it. A lot of times it's just like working with the raw energetics of it. Um, sometimes it's to give insights and to give like wisdom to help make better decisions or to like read the moment and serve the moment in a different way. But I got to a point where it was so intense and so crazy going on in my body around this heightened sensitivity. And it's, and it's, and it's so perfect because it also reminds me of this access this libra aries access of like self versus other is this mine it's not mine but it's so perfect that this is what i'm feeling into because it's not really the difference between mine and other it's that all is actually the same fucking thing and as we move higher and higher and higher up this thing right like we become less and less and less of separate to everything it's very important that we honor both and that we do have solid ego structure, right? That we do have a sense of self. I am not at all advocating to fuck off the ego in any way, shape or form, but it's just to honor that evolutionary journey of our relationship to our ego versus our relationship to our true self. Uh, anyways, long story short, <laughs> um, 
it was coming into this radical self-acceptance of my insane sensitivity. Like radical self-acceptance of that and radical acceptance of what I can and cannot do, of when my system gets overloaded and what my self-care practices are to one, prevent the overloading of my system and two, to counteract when it is really intense for me. Um, and really this next level, this has been a lifelong journey, that's Chiron, right? It's a lifelong journey. Sometimes we're not conscious of it to it until we get into later life. But once we do, we're like, oh yeah, this, this has been a thing for a long time and will continue to be a thing. And it's like next layer, next layer, next layer, next layer. And it's in Chiron, it's almost next layer of acceptance and next layer of working with it. And, and oftentimes, and this is for me, even in this instance, it's next layer of acceptance and next layer of learning to work with it, more of the gifts and the wisdom of it open up, right? Like, <laughs> I don't want to tell you what the gifts are that come out of this because you may be scared to do this rewilding challenge coming up or any other circle that you sit in with me. Um, but it's it's like the, the gift of um, being able to read... Um, like the energetics of a space in a completely different way because of this deeper level of acceptance. So instead of like fighting the, the amount of information coming in in a moment or in another person's energy field or an energy field of a group, instead of fighting it like, ah, blah, 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 I'm going to get overwhelmed, right? It's just like, okay, I totally accept it. I totally accept it. And then the gifts that open with it and because I feel safe enough to do that and I know that I can take care of myself and I have the psychic self-care practices, the energetic self-care practices, the psycho-spiritual self-care practices needed, right, to be that open and feel that much uh, in the environment. Um, it's a, it's a game changer. It's a game changer. So hopefully that little example gives you maybe something to feel into for yourself, right? F feeling into it for yourself. And a way that you can kind of feel into your Chiron wound is uh, it's like the thing that you feel like, gosh, if I could just get rid of this thing, my life would be easier. Oh, if I could just heal this thing or if I could just let go of this thing, my life would be easier. If I could just, if this could just be different, my life would be so much easier. That's sometimes a way to feel into that um, chironic or chiron kind of wounding. It's not just one, you know, it's not just one. Um, and another way to do it is to do that masterclass and look at where chiron is in your natal chart. What house and what sign is chiron in in your natal chart? And that'll point to things that you can feel into for yourself, um, what resonates with you. Okay, so Chiron's in the mix. We got South Node Eclipse, which is karma, which is past life stuff. Here's the beautiful thing about South Node. Beautiful thing about South Node, past life, this karmic territory, where we've come from. So if you think about it, it's like where we've come from, is south node where we're headed to in this life is north node so it's a south node eclipse 
all of the focus is on South Node, where we've come from. But here's where the gift reclaiming comes in. So if you remember me saying that we have hidden gifts, we have hidden wisdom, right? And I kind of talked about it in Chiron, but it's also a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton in South Node territory. It's like when someone comes into this life and they're just innately athletic, right? Like, no one in the family was athletic. They just came in and they're like a sportswoman, right? Like they came out of the womb running bases and pitching softballs, right? That's an example of they've just come in with this innate knowing, this innate wisdom, these innate experiences. It's just like this innate wiring, right? It's like a unique genius. We all have it. We, we all have it. We all have it. All of them. You have it, right? If you're like, no, I'm the most ordinary person. You're not. You have it. You have it. So in this South Node territory, this eclipse, right? All focused on South Node. Plus you've got Mars there, right? He's like warrior. And like right now on the South Node, he's like warrior for the soul. He's in Scorpio, right? He's like warrior for the soul, but with some depth and an enormous amount of power because he's in his home sign. And so he's like, he's there and he's like, all right. And he's very focused, right? Very directional, very focused. So he's there and he's like, all right, what are the gifts that we're going to reclaim here? We're going to like leave a lot of the shit. Right, like we're not gonna carry this fear with us. We're not gonna carry the karma. We're not gonna carry these upper limits and carry all of this, this goo and this junk from past lives, right? But, but this gift right here, this, this wisdom right here, like I, again, it's just easier to give you examples for myself because I don't like talking about other people. So I'm sorry that I'm always giving you guys examples from my life, but it makes me feel like I'm not infringing on anyone's, um, anyone's private lives or anyone's boundaries. So I have an enormous amount of weird understanding of spiritual truths. I don't know how I know it. Yes, I've trained. I've trained in many modalities. But the things that I know are like beyond the modalities that I've trained in. And it's simply a deep fucking knowing in my system. It's like I'm just wired to know that information. I'm just I'm wired to plug into that particular wisdom held within universal mind and bring it through. That's South Node. So you don't have to believe in past lives. Like I could say I've seen, and this is true, I've seen tons of past lives where I've been in monasteries and I've been in like, sacred prostitute temples. I don't know, I've seen some crazy stuff. Whether or not it's true, that's not the point, right? For some of us, it can be the point. For some of us, it really serves. But for this conversation, for me right now at this point in my life, and it's not the point. But the point is really owning, owning that that's just what I'm uniquely plugged into, right? South note, it's what I brought in with me. I just brought in this wiring. I just brought in this way of understanding seemingly dualistic spiritual truths, seemingly like high level weird esoteric shit. I just can, I just live it. I just live it. I know it. I haven't spent a whole lifetime in a monastery. I don't, it's not, it's not like that. That's not my journey in this life. My journey in this life is to bring it down and to make it tangible and bring it into like the body and bring it into like sexuality and to bring it into like making babies and families and conversations and like homes and houses and money, right? To like make all of it sacred. 
that's my north node, right? That's my, but I take all the wisdom that I've gained from my south node that I brought in and it's like, where am I taking this? And to me, it's, I'm bringing it into the physical. I'm embodying it. I'm grounding it. I have Virgo north node, right? That's earthy. It's a Virgo. It's, it's service. Virgo is service. It's very earthy. It's very grounded. And that's something else that you can check out in your chart too. If you're like, wait, I want to know where my north node is. Like what, what are you talking about, Sabrina? All of it's explained in the masterclass and it's free. It's free. <laughs> it's easy. Um, so with the focus on south node for this particular eclipse, you want to think about what is it that I know that I don't really know how I know. I just know what I know, but I don't know how I know it. Or um, let me let me think about how else I can how else I can talk about it. Um, unique blueprints like you're just wired for this. I hear people in rewilding share this all the time is like when the aha moment comes or they're aligned with what it is that they're here to do from like that deep aligned soulful place. It's it's often words like I was just made for this. I was I was born for this. I was built for this. I was made for this. This this is what I came here to do. This is who I came here to be. Right? It's that. It's 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 that. It's plugging into that. But it's taking all of that from there and bringing it into the form, the framework that it wants to be in in this life. The form, the framework that it wants to be in in this life. And you want it because anytime the south node is lit up, so is the north node, right? This It's an eclipse. Both nodes are lit up. Anytime you work south node territory to reclaim your gifts, to remember the wisdom that you have, to reawaken the innate wiring that you have, you are automatically opening up your north node. You are opening it up in bigger ways. You are shining a light on potentials, shining a light on higher purposes, higher visions, higher views, what, where it is that you're headed to in this lifetime. So they work in tandem always. Whenever you work one, you work the other. You can just have a focus more on one, but it will innately light up the other one and awaken the other one more. So for this particular eclipse, it's remembering, reclaiming, reawakening all of the gifts, all of the wisdom, all of the magic, all of the knowing from past life, from karma, from whatever you came in with. You don't have to believe in past lives. Whatever you came in with, that's where we want to kind of focus on and we want to look at. Um, and then we want to feel into, okay, here it is. And I, I love being embodied about it. Like I love holding it in my hands here. Here's all the magic, the wisdom, the gifts, the knowing, like this is my, this is my past life magic that wants to come into this life with me. Sometimes we have to do a, like a sifting. This is a really good practice to do during this eclipse, a sifting out. This one comes, this one stays. This one comes, this one I need to give some forgiveness to and some letting go to right? Like this one comes, let's just say it's um, my connection to feminine mysteries, right? 
it, we'll talk about the witch wound because this one's just up at the moment. This is loud and a lot of you will be working on this in the rewilding challenge, right? It'll just be coming up. We're working with Hecate, queen of the witches. She brings up witch wound, right? It's beautiful territory to work in. Very good south node, past life karmic territory to work in to reclaim the gifts, but to leave the fear, to leave the pain, to leave the fear, to leave all of the blocks that have prevented us from already opening up to the magic and the wisdom and the gifts. Right? So a lot of the reason why we don't open up to some of this wisdom, the gifts, the magic that's sitting there or our innate blueprint is because we're terrified that what happened in a past life is going to happen again. Burnt at the stake, right? It's a, such a simple, um, easy analogy. There's many other past life things that come with us. This is just one that's so super simple to talk about. And I know will be coming up for some people. And so it's, well, if I reclaimed this gift, if, I, if I'm actually seen in this magic or this gift, they're going to ostracize me. They're going to throw me out of my family. I mean, how many of you just, just be so honest? Remember, Eclipse Season is about being so honest, so truthful, so honest, so real with yourself. You got that truth bomb and best friend in the house for the weekend, right? You ain't getting away from that. They're like, I see you, right? I'm going to keep reminding you. <laughs> and if we can just accept it, like this too is for my highest good and this is my highest potential and someone's seeing me in a way that I can't see myself. And even though this is a little bit painful, it's really, really for my highest good. <laughs> like that um so the sifting out part let's go back to this in south no the sifting out part it's doing a practice right doing a practice if you don't know how to do that join rewilding challenge you got like six hours of workshops like i'll hold you all the way through eclipse season right like you could do all of these workshops on the weekend of eclipse yeah that's crazy it's free it's free it's free so that's below too. signing up for the rewilding challenge if you haven't already i know most of our community is in there um, but if you haven't or you're first just hearing about it or this is your first time hanging out rewilding go try it out try it out do the first workshop just do workshop one like even if you do nothing else do workshop one it's it's hecatane hygia kundalini goddess of awakening yeah you're gonna wake up to a lot more of your own magic your own healing capacity uh your own <laughs> aliveness it's a lot about aliveness aliveness vibrancy is hygia and then you'll work with medusa removing of masks she's also a medicine woman she's like hecate kind of witchy but helps us to remove false masks to uncover more of our authentic selves, more of our true selves, more of our power, more of this south node, like what is authentically here, this innate blueprint, this organic blueprint, who I am, when I sift through and leave the fear, right? So it's leaving the fear behind. Sometimes we got to honor it. We got to see it. We got to speak it. We got to cry it out, right? Or the pain. For a lot of us, you walk this path and you really start to work soul. Like this is soul work. North node, south node, this is soul work. Eclipse work, this is soul work. Yeah, you could surface level it and do a fucking vision board all based on ego, desires and wants and needs, but there ain't no juice behind that. This goes way deeper. So Pluto squaring it is gonna take you even deeper than that, right? Like, I, and we're going deeper. I want deeper truths. Like, what did you really come here for? That's, that's Pluto. Pluto, Lord of the underworld. But he's also like one of the most glorious archetypal energies to work with for evolution. 
She will literally point you to your greatest evolution in this life, your greatest unfoldings, your greatest potential. It's going to be one hell of a ride, right? But he's like, I will show you the hidden. I will show you your golden shadow. I will show you exactly what you can't see. All the gifts that you can't see, all the blocks that you can't see, why you're still in this stupid, shitty relationship pattern. Yeah, it's a new person, but it's the same damn thing, right? Like Pluto will show you. Here, I will help you to <laughs> transmute that to evolve beyond that. It's stunning, stunning, but it requires depth, depth. This is just, it's like a depth charge. Here's the other thing. Pluto is your power. If you do not feel like you are a powerful human being, you got some Pluto work to do. And I say that with so much love, you know, like we give such lip service to empowerment empowerment and then you just give someone a hug and they feel good for like three seconds but they can't hold it they can't hold it they're not genuinely empowered in themselves you've just given your power given your love given your light for a couple of seconds and they feel good it's it's like going to like a hoorah rah festival or a hoorah rah retreat right they actually have it woken up the inner empowerment they've lent you some of their power for the weekend you feel really fucking good and at the end of it they try to sell you on like a five thousand dollar program and because you feel so damn good and they've lent you all of their power for three days you sign up for the damn thing and come the next week you fall in flat on your face and you have zero juice and you have zero energy again and you're right back to where you started from it's it's because that deep genuine Self-sovereign empowerment hasn't happened in you, for you, without someone else. I was, was going to give a really horrible Wisconsin farmer joke or analogy. It's not a joke. It was an analogy. It was about like cows and sucking on teats. And we're not going to go there. You know what I'm saying though, right? Like, and it's not supposed to be like gross or horrible. It's just like ridiculous farmer Wisconsin silliness um if this is your first time here i'm sorry i did grow up on a farm in wisconsin it was a dairy farm we left when i was quite young though i think i might have turned out a little bit better had we stayed on the farm no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding all right um empowerment um Pluto will show you exactly where you're losing power, where you're giving over power, where you're afraid to step into power, where you misuse power, where you misuse power, right? Uh, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's oftentimes not, it's not nice to see. It's not nice to see. Uh, but it's one of the greatest things that we can see is to clean up our power. Clean up our power, whether that's taking our power back, um, or that's coming into next right relationship with power or where do we source our power from where are we are you sourcing your power from playing the victim there's a lot of people sourcing power from playing the victim a lot and that's okay but let's be aware of it like yeah i source i source power from I will sometimes source power from emotion, right? Like, ooh, ooh. If I just break down crying, if I just break down crying, I'm gonna source a lot of power in this moment. 
I'm about to get the whole, I'm about to get the whole power from the room if I start crying right now. That's misuse of power. Yeah, and oftentimes it's totally unconscious. It's oftentimes so totally unconscious. We don't even know that that's where we're sourcing our power from. But imagine if you didn't source power from those kind of ways. Those kind of like, I don't know, sideways ways of sourcing power. What if you just sourced power from the fucking source, right? From like the raw source of power. That's where you're sourcing power from. It's like your soul sourced power. It's like your soul esteemed you're, you're esteemed from your own connection. Your soul esteemed. You're so fucking esteemed in self. My sense is that this eclipse being on the Aries Libra axis, by the way, they will these nodes will be moving through Aries and Libra for the next 18 months. My sense is that that's a big part of what this is about. Where are you sourcing your power from? My other sense is it's an enormous thing around authenticity. If you are in any kind of public... Um, arena. I mean, any kind of anything really, but if you're like on social media, watch this. I bet you this is what's going to happen over the next 18 months. There's already an enormous push to be more authentic, to be more real. Don't wear your makeup on fucking video, right? Like don't edit the goddamn thing out. Stop with all the filters, right? Whatever it is, but it's like, be yourself just authentically. Who are you, right? Who are you? Stop playing lip service to something else or stop trying to wear the mask of whatever so everyone likes you. This is an Aries North node, right? So this access, yeah, we're talking about, um, we're talking about the Aries Libra access. This eclipse is on the South node, that's Libra. But the North node, where we're headed for the next 18 months, what these eclipses are gonna help to show us is authentic true you. So another really good question to ask yourself to start now, this is the first eclipse. It's a new moon eclipse, right? New beginnings, new starts, set your intention. It's for the next 18 months. And what it's going to invite us to do is to really step into true self, to really step into our authenticity. What is it that you came here to do? Who is it that you came here to be? Remove the false masks, peel back the layers, and let your soul self shine, right? <laughs> That's this eclipse. That's this uh, Aries Libra, the next 18 months of eclipses. By the way, the next eclipse, this is kind of weird, on the 28th of October, dips back into the Taurus Scorpio axis. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's like boosh, we get to start and then we got to quickly go backwards for like one last round of anything else that we need to clean up in that Taurus Scorpio access. I'll talk more about that coming up. It's uh, it's it's always all perfect, right? Um, I love it. I love it. It's, it's going to be to me potentially painful in certain ways, um, but I love it. I love that we get like one last go. <laughs> the Taurus Scorpio axis before we fully, um, fully move in to this Libra Aries axis. Okay. Let's take a deep breath. Let's sit with each other for a moment. Um, I just feel to like come into my heart for a second. Um, that makes me think about who's on this eclipse. Persephone is on this eclipse. So the asteroid Persephone is conjunct the sun and the moon. So sun and moon are always together in a new moon. Um, Persephone is conjunct them. Persephone, 
this is cool, is Pluto's wife, queen of the underworld. So she is conjunct the eclipse. Pluto is squaring the eclipse. It's such an underworld time. It's a reclaim what's in the hidden. Persephone's journey is about the descent, descending into one's inner world, one's underworld, to reclaim the gifts, to reclaim, I mean, this is all South Node, right? So it's just another support for it, to reclaim that which we're meant to step into. So she went from maiden, um, very associated with springtime, right? Springtime maiden innocence, right? To <laughs> fierce initiation into the underworld. So in some of the myths, she was abducted by Pluto and dragged into the underworld. So fierce initiation. Some of us will definitely be feeling this, right? It's like getting thrown off the cliff, fierce initiation. Someone in your life dies. A uh, breakup that you didn't expect happens. Very unexpected things happen where you're like, oh my God, that just caused the rite of passage. Oh my God, that was an initiation. Oh my God, I found strength in myself that I didn't even know I had. Oh my God, I figured this out. Or oh my God, because I lost my job, my family, my whole life, my whole identity, I actually realized I have a deeper, truer identity and that would have never opened up had I not had that fierce initiation. So that can be an aspect of this particular eclipse because Persephone and Pluto are dancing loud on this one. Um, so Persephone goes into the underworld as maiden, innocent, springtime, very protected, like protected from sexuality, protected from any adult stuff, right? Like almost kept a child for much longer than she should have been kept a child, like really um, protected from the world and fierce initiation into the underworld. And what she opened up to was her aliveness, her sexuality, her fullness, her dark side, not dark bad, dark empowered side. She became queen. So she goes from maiden springtime, one flavor of the seasons, one flavor of the feminine to like the fullness of the feminine and becoming queen, right? That's, that's pretty beautiful. <laughs> the journey to get to our kingdom or our queendom sometimes isn't super pretty because it sometimes requires like a descent into the underworld to face our fears, to face the unknown, to, uh, in order to awaken to parts of self we didn't know were there. She didn't know she was queen of the underworld. She didn't know she was gonna love Pluto. She was like, are you kidding me? Like, what? And that was her truth. That was what, that's her soul path. Like that's her highest potential. And if someone would have said to her as she was like spring maiden all protected from life, like, hey, your highest potential is to be queen of the underworld. She would have like giggled probably like, yeah, right. He <laughs> he, no way. <laughs> She's like, damn. 
<laughs> How many of you can, I know I can relate to that, right? If someone would have told me like 20 years ago, hey, Sabrina, you're going to found this thing called rewilding. You're going to create all of these modalities and you're going to like hold all these groups. You're going to run these challenges for like tens of thousands of people to go through awakening experiences and feminine reclamation. You're going to do like dark goddess shadow work and karmic work. You're going to hold all these circles. You're going to run a priestess training. I would have laughed so hard. Like I would have laughed you off the stage. Like there, like there is no. I was a scientist twenty. I was a microbiology chemistry major, right? Like <laughs> I would have died laughing. But it was in the descent that, and I was one of those people when I came into rewilding when I held my first workshop, very first workshop, twelve people. By the way, that was eight years ago on October tenth. The day that Pluto stations direct. Yeah, of course. That's Rewilding's eighth birthday. Um, when I did that first workshop in Sydney, Australia for 12 people, I came out of it going, I was built for this. I was just made for this. I was just made to do this. Eight years later, and now here's Rewilding. There's, I don't know, like eight full-time, part-time employees. There's that. I don't even know. There's multiple circles running all of the time. There's, I don't know how many thousands of hours of workshops and retreats there are at this point. Um, we're in Ibiza. Hey, by the way, there's two spots to Ibiza. It's our only in-person retreat this year. Don't know when we're going to do the next one. Uh, it's on priestess training. So if those words piqued your interest, one of those spots might be yours. Um, we'll throw details to that below. But the biggest thing I want to invite you to is the challenge. Um, Ibiza for sure. I mean, that's going to like blow our minds and open up things that we can't even fathom opening. Um, but so will this challenge and the fact that we get to do this rewilding challenge during an eclipse. That's just crazy. We started on the day that Pluto stations direct transformation. This whole challenge is about transformation. It's about reclamation. It's very supportive of that South Node journey. Reclamation, remembering what are your gifts? What are you here to do? What are you here to let go of? Removal of the masks, removal of the false, removal of all of that. Starting on the 10th. So when you start an event, just here's a little fun fact. When you hold an event or you start like a retreat or a workshop or a something or like rewilding's birthday you start a company that has a birth chart too so this challenge has a birth chart for october 10th and it's when pluto is stationing direct there's also amazing lineups between feminine and masculine archetypes yeah 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 it's so good there's some beautiful dark goddess stuff going on in there uh there's some witchy stuff going on in there uh, i posted a thing um, in our Facebook group, we'll put a link to that below too. I posted the astrology chart. So if you're like, hmm, I want to see the chart for this October 10th challenge, uh, we'll put a link to that as well. So you can go check that out. And I'm doing a live. Actually, by the time this video goes out, the live will have already happened. So, but that's part of the challenge. So you just join the challenge and then you'll get in. I'm doing a ton of content this week, y'all, but it's part of the challenge. So, and the challenge is free. All that content is totally free. Um, you just have to put your hand up, right? Like there's kind of an energetic thing there and there's a boundary that I got to respect and there's a sacred temple space that I got to respect, you know? And so it's just, all you got to do is put your hand up um, by signing up and saying like, cool, I'm in, I'm in. And then, whoosh, you get all the stuff. Let me see if there's anything else that I'd like to talk about. Um, no. <laughs> no. That's it. That's it. Um, 
Let me feel really quickly. I feel like Mercury is perfectly opposing Chiron. I'll just give you a couple little quick wrap-ups. Um, Mercury's... So Chiron's opposing this eclipse, but degree for degree, it's, a, it's not why. It's like four degrees off. So degree for degree, Mercury is opposing Chiron. Um, that can bring healing words. It can bring the mind able to go into chironic places the mind able to see things about our wounding or our kind of Chiron's also medicine man kind of our medicine man you know you can feel it to just medicine person medicine woman kind of aspects our shamanic aspects um, that can be really beautiful there's also a neptune fuzz that is there so the same way that uranus it's a quincunx uranus is quincunx to this um, eclipse and so can bring that you know we talked about this already this like awakening this radical revolutionary kind of energy there's also neptune in a quincunx and so neptune can bring can bring a fog can bring also i love the fog when we work consciously with it so that it's like we bring in the mystical fog to loosen, to loosen old karmic knots. That's something that we can work consciously with and just feel into that for a practice for yourself. Like you just call in mystical fog, visualize it, intend it, call on Neptune, right? Like do whatever kind of witchy stuff you're aligned with. You just call in that Neptune fog and you hold the intention of loosen my karmic knots, loosen my karmic knots, loosen my karmic knots, help me let go. This can be really good too, Neptune. Help me dissolve the cords between me and that which does not serve. Help me dissolve, Neptune's dissolving, dissolve the cords, dissolve the cords, dissolve the cords, drop the karma that I'm not meant to have, dissolve the cords to the, the karma that I'm not meant to have, right? That can be a really beautiful practice as well okay i will leave it at that i hope i see you in the challenge um even if you do that first workshop like i said it's going to be so crazy worth it uh, if you want to go through all of them on the eclipse you totally can right you have access to everything i think through sunday night so you could literally do them all of saturday on this eclipse and then whatever you have left over do on sunday uh yeah it's a powerful way to do it so yeah all right, enough. Um, I love you all. Have the most amazing eclipse season, and I will see you when I see you, where I see you, and how I see you. So much love to you. Mwah.